Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. This month, we are focused on the topic of careers and entrepreneurship. To find a career that is the right fit, it's important to not only understand what we want, but who we are. What are we good at? What are our strengths? And equally important, what are we not so strong in? And are those skills ones we want to develop, or maybe we want to avoid using them in our work? What is our working style? Do we enjoy collaborating or working alone? Do we like consistent structure and schedules, or do we prefer open-ended processes and a varying calendar? It's our ultimate goal to lead a team, or maybe it's to freelance consult and work as a part of a specialized group. Understanding our personal strengths, weaknesses, and work values is not a one-time exercise. It requires a lot of patience, dedication, and active energy to understand ourselves and also account for all the ways in which we change over the span of our working years. To prepare for this episode, we each took a number of evaluation tests that measure our skills, personality preferences, and working values. We'll talk about everything from our inductive reasoning skills to structural visualization skills to dominance versus influence and end with a fun BuzzFeed quiz to evaluate what career we should each be in. To begin, we took a series of aptitude tests found on Oprah's O Magazine online page. Uh, Just to give our listeners some context, there are five quick tests. These are one-pagers, and they involve shapes and images and numbers. Um, And each of these tests evaluate a different skill set. Uh, The first evaluated concept organization. The second was focused on inductive reasoning. Uh, There was one for structural visualization, one for numerical reasoning, and the last for foresight. I'll just turn it to you ladies and ask, uh, which of these tests did you find the easiest? Well, for me, I found the the paper folding test maybe like the easiest. And then, wait, what, Mel? (laughs) Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, So paper folding test, the number series test, and then the step-by-step test to be the easiest. The paper folding one, um, it's one where you fold a piece of paper, they punch a hole in it, and for you, you have to visualize what the end result looks like with the paper unfolded. And this is to test, again, like Janet mentioned, your structural visualization and is good for engineers, architects, and physicians. For me, I was like, this is almost childish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is elementary. Mel over here is like, this might be the hardest one I took. (laughs) Just reading from your face. What did you think about this one, Mel? Um, I didn't get it. That's the thing. (laughs) Like, honestly, so... I didn't know how to do the because okay I try to follow the the step by step but I think I probably did the steps wrong like I actually took the paper and folded it and punched a hole in it oh like actually I actually like 
punched a hole. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, but then, so then the when you, when you choose the results, it should be where does that hole lay on the second? Oh. Open up the page, right? Oh no! But I literally just opened up the page, and I, it looked like exactly what they punched a hole in. So like it was, I, I just didn't get it. <laughs> I was so confused. I'm sorry. That test really confused me. Okay, so Mel is not going to be an engineer, architect, or a physician, which is exactly what you mentioned in our Dear ABG episode. Yes. The worst job for you would be an engineer. <laughs> that is interesting. Clearly, I came in full favor, so <laughs> for sure. Wait, what did you think about that test, Janet? So there were two tests that I got one wrong on each, and they were my kind of middle ones. Mm. So I, I enjoyed it, and I actually, that one, I have, the one that I got wrong was the very, um, it was folded as a triangle, and there were two options that were very similar. Yeah. So my vision, I saw it as further apart when it was actually closer together. Mm. And I still kind of was like, oh, I don't really agree with that, but, you know. That one why. was the trickiest one, but I think one way that I kind of looked at it was, like, wherever the hole is, is where the hole has to be, even when the paper is unfolded. So... For example, they fold it oh, in half, oh, I and see. They, you have a hole punch in it. No matter what, that is the position of where that yeah, first yeah. hole is And the other be. one was a little bit more spread apart. Yeah. Oh, okay. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the other one that I found to be pretty easy was the number series, where mm. you're given five numbers, and you figure out the sixth number based on the pattern noted. And I think this is good for numerical reasoning or the ability to decipher patterns and concepts. It's good for economists, financial analysts, and accountants. For me, I, I would say this one was not that challenging, but I enjoyed it the most, which I think mm. does say a lot about my background and how I, I love numbers. That makes sense. Actually, when I was doing the test, I was like, oh, Helen's probably going to dominate this test really easily. She's going to love it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Mel? Uh, which ones did you find easiest? For me, I found the step-by-step test which is the one that helps you concept organize is that Mm -hmm. what it is yeah concept organization or the ability to break down complicated ideas and make them more easily understood yeah surprisingly when i read that description i was like really me okay um but when i heard the job descriptions like or the jobs that are fitted for this type of skill it's like you know it says engineers which i was like no but it said editors yeah. And I was like, okay, and I think about video editing, I think that is something I feel like it comes a little bit more naturally for me to understand how to put like a video together and see the stories that come out of it. Mm. Yeah, I was like, okay, that makes sense. So step-by-step for me was one of the easy ones. And the other one was uh, three of a kind, which is like they have like different category or they have a bunch of pictures lined up like across the board. And you're supposed to circle the three that are alike. And I found myself like, oh, I'm breezing through this test. And this is for inductive reasoning. Which, honestly, I don't know what that means. It means you can quickly see a common element among seemingly unrelated ideas. Mm. So actually, that was the one that I found to be maybe the hardest for me. So Same. I, yeah, <laughs> really? So um, I, that was the only one I did not pass, where I got one out of the three wrong. So essentially what it is, is that there's six different images, and you're supposed to match three of the images that are most alike or, or most aligned in some way or form. So there's one that was a, a pineapple a football, a basketball, a globe, a grapefruit, and an anchor. And I went the route of football, basketball, and anchor is usually used for sailing of some kind. So I was like, okay, Mm. these are all sports related. I didn't Mm. actually see. So the answer was that you pick the ones with the sphere. Mm. So the basketball, the globe, and the grapefruit. I actually did not see that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I think about three of a kind, because like right now it says like, you know, like the 
uh, recommended jobs or like, you know, research scientists, police detectives and lawyers. And I honestly don't resonate with that at all. But mm. I thought of it for more like a conversation. Like when I go out into a party, how can I find commonalities? I could talk to you. Yeah. So mm. for me, it's like maybe that's another way to approach it. I was like, you know, I do like socializing. That's an aspect of it. I, I think the way that I see it also, because Mel, you said you like this one and then you also like the step by step one. Yeah. I think you're a storyteller mm. where you have more maybe abstract thinking and you're very good at doing like that side of things versus like, what is the pattern in these numbers <laughs> no, exactly. and find like a black and white answer? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. you're actually, no, Helen, you bring up a good point because then at least into my last one that I, I think was the easiest was what comes to mind, which is the last test. And pretty much they show you like two images. So you look at one image, you have 45 seconds to like, write down whatever comes to mind and literally i feel like i was like kind of breezing through that too because mm. i like concept like conceptual things yeah like it feels like more um because i think back in college when um there's like um analytical writing and creative writing creative writing is something i'm always i could pull shit out of my ass just by looking at something <laughs> okay that looks like okay, that sounds weird but what comes to mind is that it's your ability to see to have foresight and ability to imagine so mm. i think what you're saying about the other things of storytelling i think it does come Everything goes hand in hand. Yeah, that's so interesting. So the, you're saying the hardest for you are the ones that were number driven and the one where it's folding a piece of paper. paper right? The folding, honestly, as you guys are talking, I think I just did it completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Janet, which one was the easiest and hardest for you? So similar to Mel, my easiest um, and the one I felt the strongest in was the step-by-step organization. Mm. So that's like the concept organization. And this is something um, I know like a lot of um, UX designer, even when I did analyst type roles, it's creating flowcharts, right? So you're taking like really complex systems and you figure out how to make them like organized or explained or something function in or creating like a system essentially. Um, And then the one that I actually found the hardest was the three of a kind, same as Helen. And here's my reasoning for that. Because when you put a series of objects together, they're telling you to find one pattern. There are multiple patterns that exist, right? Oh, I see. So when I went through that, I was like, your answer is right, but I also had other patterns that were relevant for those objects. So I think for that reason, it was like, um, I I think I got like two out of three wrong or all three of them wrong. I don't quite remember. Um, But maybe it just means I don't see the pattern that's most common Mm. or something. Oh, interesting. interesting. I can kind of see that too. And just like, I think your personalities where I think Mm. Mel, for you, you'd be like, I got it. This is what it is. And Janet, I could see you going, "Mm, maybe, but this could also be It could also be this. It could also be that. Yeah. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense because... At my job at Jubilee, the reason why I was head of community because I feel like I, they would always tell me like, Mel, you have the most, you're the most in touch of what's on to the ground level versus like the other creatives are more like blue sky thinking. Yeah. So I was a temperature check for our audience. Uh, like, you have they, your hand on the pulse. Yeah, exactly. So you, you generally kind of know maybe in pop culture, what's the most common interpretation of something. Yeah. You had your yeah. hand on your pulse and up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> to push it up. I like, I like feeling things. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, let's see, the other ones though, the, what comes to mind, I actually, I got a little nervous for this test because I'm the opposite of Mel. I'm not good at like concept, um, like brainstorming sessions. I'm not someone who can come up with a lot of ideas quickly. I'm much better at editing, which is actually what the step-by-step organization, mm. like organized information. So if you give me stuff, then I can like generally make something from it. So the test, uh, the fifth test, which measures your foresight or ability to imagine lots of possibilities and anticipate potential problems uh what they did is they gave you um a shape and it's kind of this like abstract shape that could look like different things and then you have 45 seconds and you have to write down as many different things in a word or two that the drawing below looks like or suggests to you um so the first object i don't know how to describe an abstract object (laughs) but my first word was butterfly same 
Same. Okay. Oh, wow. We all started with the same. So I think we're going to include this in our Instagram post. So as you're listening to this, take a look at it. And if you want to try this out yourself, you can pause the episode and come back and see if our answers match. Yes. But sorry, go ahead, Janet. Um, So my first was butterfly and then I had flower pot. Okay, me too. Oh, yeah. Nice. What? (laughs) And then I had shirt. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I see that. And then I had crop top, which is kind of cheating. It's like the same thing. And then I had heart. Oh. And then I had moth. Oh. So how many total did you have? Six. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read mine out real quick. Yeah. It got kind of random. So actually, I said tulip first. Oh. Tulip, and I said flower. Cop out. A <laughs> butterfly, a leaf, a oh. bird, a footprint. Kind of oh. like a dinosaur footprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like a, a claw. purse, because it's an opening. Oh, yeah. A basket, and then I went basket handle. That's wrong. Uh, a cup, a bowl, a bag. <laughs> I said it again. A trash can. I said a house because sometimes houses have like weird geometric shapes. Mm. And then an opening of something. <laughs> well, yeah, you had a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was like writing out of my ass, obviously, when I repeated things twice. Well, how many did you get? Uh, so that's 15, excluding the duplicate. Dude, that's pretty good. So I had nine total. And I'll just go through mine really quickly. I had butterfly, collar, heart, tongue, plain wing, underwear, period ad, it's a diva cup yeah, yeah. and i put vagina <laughs> and a pin because i was like oh pin. yeah oh, i can see yeah, that like, yeah. a, like a boy scout pin yeah 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 yo i got pretty dirty with my arms to be real yeah you went down <laughs> you went we could tell where your mind was going with some of those answers <laughs> you said you struggled with this one right Helen? i mean no? this one i didn't feel as confident because mm. like the numbers one i'm just like oh yeah that makes sense versus for this one i was just like <laughs> 45 seconds <laughs> you know so it wasn't as um fun i guess mm. for me to do yeah. yeah i also don't know if these are like the right answers i think that's where it's like are these correct or not mm-hmm. so. ah so you like kind of like a direct like, answer yeah yeah a correct answer versus an incorrect and this is like exactly. open-ended exactly versus like for the numbers one the last answer was like 68 and i was just like Got it. You know, it feels good. Okay, so is there anything about these tests? Like, what surprised you the most about your test outcomes? Um, I really thought the paper folding one. I was disappointed I got that one wrong because I think because it was just that one dot, <laughs> the one dot placement that was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, I think the I think the outcomes match pretty closely to like what I know about my skill set, mm-hmm. um, like information organization, and then I'm like moderately okay with like numbers and with um, structural visualization. It was just that one that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three of a kind. I know generally also like I tend to not think like most people, so that one was not surprising. <laughs> and then the idea generation, because I know I'm a better editor than I am like a conceptor. So. Mm. Interesting. I feel like we're, I'm so in like between a Janet Annabelle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think what I'm realizing from all of these tests is that I'm definitely someone who gears towards the analytical and more like critical thinking type tasks versus the, um, you know, come up with more abstract thinking, which is what I think the the three of a kind test was uh, testing. So um, what I was kind of surprised at was that I guess I missed one of these because <laughs> these felt relatively easy. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, how the fuck did I miss this? But I was like, okay, it's okay. Actually, I had the same thought. And initially, because when I was uh, putting together this outline, I just clicked on only the first one. And that's the one that I find the easiest. So I was like, oh, these should be yeah. fine. And it was more just like, which one would you enjoy more or whatever. And then when I actually took it, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this is a good test. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think just in terms of our analysis of ourselves and how we are 
you know, in our working styles compared to each other, it's it's very telling. Like these random tests where it's like numbers and shapes and whatever, it does tell a lot if you actually take the time to analyze it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about for you, Mel? I guess the main thing that surprised me was honestly for the number one, which is called... Um, Numerical the, reasoning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't do so bad on it, even though I did ask for help on my Instagram story because I was like, I don't <laughs> get the last one. But the other, the first few I got really quickly. And it reminded me of like back in the day where I was actually pretty good at math in high school. And then I just dropped off in college. I was like, oh, I could still remember these things. So I was surprised that my math skills aren't as bad as I thought. Um, in terms of the... Um, the visualization, I thought I'd be better at that. Like visualizing, mm. like kind of like visual, like seeing things. But dude, I didn't know what the F I was doing with that one. I literally like built, I like, I actually folded it. Like the actual <laughs> paper, paper folding paper. one? Yeah. Yeah. But the, you know, just doing all these tests in general really reminds me of high school when you used to do all these random tests. Like, um, uh, the, like the, the uh, what is that called? Like county testing or like you had to do, mm. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. They would do standardized testing. Standardized testing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it did bring me back to like high school days. So I do, it's kind of funny, like as grown adults, like we're still doing these kind of tests, but it is really, um, it's really insightful. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also possible that your skill sets will change as you get older or you go through different experiences, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's good to know, like, Helen was, you know, you might have come up with a lot of concepts for one of the tests, but maybe you don't really enjoy that as much. Mm-hmm. So something you're good at, but maybe oh, you don't really want to apply it, right? Yeah. Or you could really love something and you're not testing well, but you could probably build up that skill set and just work on that right, more. That's a right. good point. Skillshare is a sponsor of today's episode of Asian Boss Girl. It's now September and we are deep into pumpkin spice latte season. If you're looking for some fall season activities, Skillshare has your back. From quick knits, make a super chunky knit hat in less than an hour, to crafted cocktails at home, fall edition. There are a multitude of classes that will get you into the fall festivity mood. Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in the creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creatives and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. Explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity with classes from Skillshare. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com ABG and get two free months of premium membership. That's right. Skillshare is offering Asian Boss Girl listeners two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes. Head to Skillshare.com ABG. By now, you should all know that I struggle with my grammar and writing is something I'm not confident in. I write all our captions prior on Google Docs for ABG to be safe, but I can't tell you how many times someone has still DM'd me after I posted a serious IG post saying I still made a typo. It totally shifted the tone of my initial intent, I know super embarrassing, but with Grammarly Premium, not anymore. Yeah, Mel, I noticed your grammar in our ABG emails and on Slack has improved significantly after you signed up for Grammarly Premium. Two of the features of the Premium account include, one, clarity suggestions, a feature that makes your sentence clear and concise by cutting out unnecessary and redundant words, and two, vocabulary suggestions, a feature that helps you expand your vocabulary and replace bland words with more exciting, effective ones. No more grammar police for you, Mel. For our listeners, if you want to improve your writing, try Grammarly today. Get 20% off Grammarly Premium when you sign up at Grammarly.com slash ABG. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at Grammarly.com slash ABG. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash A-B-G. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. 
Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. All right, so the second test we have here is the DISC test, D-I-S-C. DISC is a seven-minute behavior assessment tool developed based on the DISC theory of psychologist William Marston, who also contributed to the first polygraph test, wrote self-help books, and, fun fact, created the character Wonder Woman. Wow. The DISC theory is based on the thinking that people illustrate their emotions using four behavior types. D for dominance, I for influence, S for steadiness, and C for conscientiousness. By understanding someone's DISC personality blend, we can take proactive steps to placing that person in environments where they'll feel comfortable and empowered. Approach them in a way that they'll react positively and better understand and predict their actions and reactions in general. So let's start off by going around and guessing who the other person is. Again, as a reminder, D is for dominance, someone who is direct, decisive, problem solver, self-starter. I is for influence, someone who is enthusiastic, trusting, optimistic, talkative, and emotional. S is for steadiness, a good listener, team player, steady, predictable, and understanding. And C is for conscientiousness, someone who is accurate, analytical, a fact finder, holds high standards, and is systematic. Hmm. So for Mel, I would guess I for influence, and then maybe some markings of S, which is the mm. steadiness, mm. being a good listener and a team player, and more, like predictable. I think she does like kind of like systems, or she has a, a love of like structure in that way. I mean, I, I completely agree. I actually <clears throat> thought about this yesterday and put down percentages for each. Oh, oh wow. So, <laughs> wow. I said Mel is 80% influence, which is pretty high. Yeah. 10% steadiness, which is the second one, similar to what you said, Janet. 6% dominant and 4% compliant. Oh, Wonder, that's correct. I think focusing on influence, the values that you bring to our team, you are a creative problem solver. You come up with these amazing creative social posts um, and it increases our engagement. You're a good motivator and you have a good sense of humor. I think the possible weaknesses and, and greatest fears are pretty accurate too, especially now that we know what your type three Enneagram is, you know, where your greatest fear is rejection. And that's the same as the greatest fear from this test under influence. Mm -hmm. It says motivated by flattery, praise, popularity, acceptance, a friendly environment, freedom from rules and regulations. And I think that's very on point with what I've perceived from our working relationship. Heavy eye. What stood out from what you said, Helen, was like the friendly environment. I do think Mel is someone who's very sensitive to like the emotions in the room and mm -hmm. to the emotions of the team. But it also is what makes you good at kind of being able to like to to check in on people to know if mm -hmm. like if someone's not doing well or how to like make sure to bring it together yeah you guys are actually like 100 percent correct um i am mostly an i but i took the test twice when i first took it i was like 100 percent i mm. and then afterwards i was a little bit of s oh yeah hmm. but mostly i um i will say that i agree with the results um because and this is super accurate. I, you guys know my love, my love language is words of affirmation. And I use it a lot to encourage my team at work too. So like, I really like, I had this temperature check on like emotions at, at work. I realized that I should care more about people at my team than the work sometimes. 
And that's actually very yeah. true in my last few jobs. Like, I care more about how's everyone doing, their well-being, versus the actual work. Mm-hmm. Because I also am a firm believer that everyone, if everyone's doing well, they'll provide good work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like good, if you're good mental health, you'll provide, you'll, you'll be happy and like more willing and um, motivated to, to, to perform better. One of the d- descriptions for like an I was like, they have high priority on personal interactions and relationships. I was like, damn, that's so effing true. At my corporate jobs, I would spend so, t- so much time like, I'll just talk to people and not do my work sometimes. And oh just, my gosh, like, I get... well, I do not like those people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it depends because like, I feel like I could get my work done, like my, yeah. work, my, my work done quickly. But it reminds me back in elementary school when my report card would always say, she's great, but she talks too much. Oh, say that? are you serious? But I would get that a lot for my report card. Like I would talk too much in class. But the interesting thing is, so I think I'm more similar to Helen. I don't, I don't like to talk too much at work, but you are the type of person that generally knows what's going on in the office and has a good temperature check yeah, of, what, yeah. of all the happenings. Which so. I think is absolutely necessary for mm-hmm. a good company to run where it's people first. It's, you know, people first and work first I guess yeah in a way like you were saying you get your work done and then you feel like you can't do all of these things too exactly maybe that's where my s comes in because I understand like there's steadiness in terms of I need to do my work right mm-hmm. I'm also someone that like if people are talking to me with like no eq of like hey I it's not that today's not the right time yeah but I, I get I get hella annoyed too yeah, yeah. So it depends but I'm very very people driven at work mm. so you guys are hit it on hit on the nail hit on the head is how do you say it hit, it. <laughs> hit the nail on the head hit the nail on the head with that one <laughs> So yeah, Helen, what do you think for Janet? For Janet, I also split this into percentages. <laughs> um, I would say 70% steadiness, 20% compliant, 5% split between dominant and influence. I think focusing on steadiness, Janet is someone who is incredibly reliable, dependable. She listens very well. Mm. She is patient and empathetic and good at reconciling conflicts, which really does align to your type nine Enneagram of being Mm. the peacemaker as well. I think in terms of the weakness of steadiness, I wouldn't necessarily say you resist change um, because you've you've changed your job so many times. One of the weaknesses for steadiness is that it takes a long time to adjust to change and holds a grudge. But I think you're actually very resilient. So I think that's why I gave you like a lower primary percentage than Mm. I did for Mel for influence. Um, and but the the part that does say difficulty establishing priorities might be true because I know you tend to bite off more than you can chew, which is yeah. what you've shared with us in the past, right? Totally. So that's my guesstimate for you. Wow. Um, I also said she's an S, which is steadiness and compliant. For steadiness, I it says like you know her strength is a good listener and you're very um, evenly tempered. Mm-hmm. And so I also feel like this also goes like when I have I think as I I'm the most emotional. So when I have things going on, I, when I talk to Janet, I always feel that she could, like, bring me down to reality and takes, keeps me grounded. Mm. So I think that's actually, a, like, a really, like, strong trait of the, um, the S. Um, for the C, it says that she's good at anchoring reality. And um, I think but with Janet, you have this blend of, like, you're, like, a fantasizer like me, but you're also, like, knowing, like, what's realistic. Because mm. I'm the more I'm, – I'm the one that's, like, living in the clouds a lot, you know? And I feel like you're more, like – Grounded. Grounded, but also not in a way that's, like, too analytical or, like – too like too grounded in a sense i would say the blend of those two hmm. wow you guys are very very right i'm actually i'm looking at my results and the test i took there i don't know if there's like percentage breakdowns mm. it says you have a blend of supportive cautious and dominant traits oh. your supportive traits are probably a little stronger than your cautious or dominant traits so to your guys's point the s is kind of my my strongest mm. um and a lot of the things that you said are things that i've heard reflected to me in different work environments and different peer groups and stuff like the being a good listener anchor of reality kind of even tempered and then i think in terms of the the cautious or compliant 
someone that's a little bit more um what is it like you have a a tendency towards systems Mm. and precision for certain things I think I was a lot more C when I was younger Mm. and then now I've kind of loosened that up I don't know if it's like maybe from the different work environments I've had to be in where they that makes sense yeah like I started my career in kind of places where like being exacting and accurate and detail-oriented was incredibly important Mm -hmm. um over like time or amount right Mm. and then I started working in environments where people were like you got to go quickly god go quickly and then it was also more about messy and like more Mm. Um, like MVP is something that they say a lot in tech, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. minimum viable product. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I think that maybe I mean this is also a testament to maybe how your experiences and your work can change your personality as well. And like Helen, you observed like um, where it says like I'm not or something about being uh, resistant to change. I think like I am naturally like I like to kind of have what is like predictable and comfortable, mm-hmm. but because of whatever it is inside of me that has like forced myself to change a lot, I have um, I think like kind of exercise that muscle a bit. Um, but I I would say like probably for the changes that I've gone through, there's a lot of other people who would have gone through it and enjoyed it more or not been as like hard. Or have been able to go through it more easily. Mm. I've pushed myself through change, but each time it was really hard for me. And it, each time I do get stressed out a lot, mm. you know. So, um, but yeah, that is you guys are you guys know me very well. <laughs> it's interesting how you like transition though, and I, and I can see it too because I feel like you are very systematic. Like you like things in order because you you don't want that build our build our agenda. Like you keep us kind of like on order, or like what on, like on the, our day to day. But I I can see how like your transition from like working the big four to like a tech company has made you more like adaptable or like more like okay I can't like I can't be so structured all the time. Yeah, it was actually the, the hardest change for me was going from um, transfer pricing to advertising. Mm. That was like a total mind fuck. Yeah. Because like the personalities are totally different and the way that you think was like, I was like brainstorming decks and ideas and you're trying to like convince like um, like creative people who are like five years younger than you how to, I don't know. That makes sense. How about for Miss Helen? I do have a guess for Helen. I don't have percentage, but I said you're a combination of dominant and compliant. I think for dominant, I feel like you're our bottom line organizer. That's what it says. You're a risk taker and a problem solver. I feel like you're very like, let's fail fast to see what works. And I think you're always like, like on the go. When I hear when I hear this sound, I think of hell. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Just snapping. Like, like, we gotta see what's next. You know, whatever. Yeah. I always, I always like, I, I described you as our driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a compliant, I, uh, it's funny because it says like, I, I laughed out loud. It says, don't verbalize feelings. I go, oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like oh yeah, Helen. And even tempered. I think this mm. is something you you and Hel- you and Janet both share, because um, you would actually think as a dominant personality type that you wouldn't be even tempered. But I actually think you really are. Mm. So I think that's why the compliant comes in, because I feel like even though we're going through a stressful time and we're like driving forward, you're able to stay very like positive and very like all right. Let's. This is like the way you present things to us is always very in a very great way. Especially as someone who really, who likes words of encouragement, and it's all about how you present mm-hmm. things to me as an I. You two do a very good job doing mm-hmm. that. So that's why I was like, the C comes in really heavily for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. So I thought you were a D and a C, D C. <laughs> <laughs> I similarly felt like Helen was very strong in the dominant as well as the compliant. Mm-hmm. If I had to give it a percentage breakdown, I mean, I know you definitely have to have some I and S in there, but to, for simplification purposes, I would say it'd be like maybe 65% dominant mm. and like 30, am I doing math right? 35% yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> compliant. So the dominant, the traits that really stood out to me are, I think you are very decisive and you are very much of a problem solver. 
um, and you like new challenges. And that was one of the main motivations, being motivated by new challenges, power and authority to take risks and make decisions, um, and freedom from routine and mundane tasks. I think that's very, very much Helen. Her day-to-day, mm-hmm. she likes to have like like a lot of stuff going on and you're very like flexible in terms of how you might, if something comes up and how to like change things around, I think you like having variety. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear that sound again? Yeah, that's not <laughs> that was Helen. Oh, I didn't know that was my sound. And then for compliant, um, Helen is incredibly analytical and also you're very like detail-oriented and accurate. And this is something I didn't know until we started working together more. Mm-hmm. And especially, I didn't really see it when we were part-timing mm-hmm. because I think, I, don't, I actually don't know why, but when we started going full-time, I think is when you go in, when we're starting to do really technical work mm. like editing mm. or um, or putting together like systems and things, you, you're you like, I measure it to the T and then I have to like duplicate, duplicate. And then what? I was just like, damn. <laughs> but I read it because I, I have some of that some of that in me as well yeah, so I yeah. know sometimes when we're like sitting together on some of the things like some of the little comments you make I'm like I see that I got it <laughs> yeah yeah no Helen's super like Janet she's freaking precise like yeah there are things Precision I'm like is a big she, I think like, oh she won't see that she see that <laughs> <laughs> this is because I also think this comes from you building so many excel models yeah you have yeah. to because you keep telling you I remember you keep mentioning like you mentioned in the past like if one little thing was off it fucks up the whole model so yeah. it's I could see how that's your strength bringing in like that why you're so precise with things mm. yeah and under so under compliance it says it's motive or compliant people are motivated by standards of high quality which is something that i hear a lot from helen i think that generally um sometimes i have a tendency when i'm maybe because of like the last jobs that i've had where it's like move quick and just kind of go mm-hmm. like i have a minimum standard of quality and as long as it kind of surpasses yeah. that i move forward i think helen you're the one that sometimes will stop you like wait let's like do that just like a little bit or like one mm-hmm. more time mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so it's the yeah standard for high quality I'm like slapping Janet. I was like, she's so right. Dude, Janet, you just, you got Helen on lock. That was very accurate. <laughs> uh, I think in all three of us, I'm the least detail oriented, which is really funny because I should be because I'm social. But you two catch me the most. But Jan- I think Helen catches the most things out of everything. <laughs> like she's the last net that catches everything else. Yeah, uh, that's a good description. Right? I help edit a lot of your things and then she catches all the little details. <laughs> <laughs> but even the little things, like, that's what I actually find really impressive about Helen is that like you think these little things that because we're going so fast i feel like we're always running she'll catch it i'm like what the f- how did you how <laughs> wow i i'm like flattered by all of this right now because i love it because i think you've like narrowed me down to a t and i think you're both right i am both the dominant followed by cautious and then supportive and very small influence which I took this test like a couple of months ago too and i was more on the dominant side and now my um like everything else is like a little bit higher. And I think it is from working at ABG and not being as like mm. dominant analytical as I was in my old job. Mm. And versus now it's like add some more people into it, add more like empathy into it. But everything that you're saying, it's like so on point. So like some of the words that describe the dominant uh, or my overall characteristic is the doer driven, which is what you said, Mel, conscientious and collaborative. Well, so while I tend to be task oriented, I can be both task oriented and people oriented. You can either be reserved or outgoing, depending on the situation. You probably like to problem solve and get results while maintaining quality results and healthy relationships. So I feel like it's a blend of all of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I do agree with the results that I got and that you ladies guessed for me. Um, I think since we've taken so many of these personality and work-related tests, I am really starting to see this holistic picture of who I am, how I come off to the world, and also how it ties to how I actually think and feel internally. I think actually after college, I was more of an influence type, someone who was very much in need of like the praise and the acceptance by my peers. 
I was always like enthusiastic, smiling, and I would be that person in the elevator who said hi to everyone, which I oh. do not do anymore. But that's just like reflective of a very, very like high influence for me back then, I think. Um, I think something that is also very telling of who I am now was a question on a test that asked, in my work environment, it is most important for me too. And one of the answers was to feel that my coworkers admire me. And I was like, damn, that used to be high on my priority list, mm. but not really anymore. I think, of course, I want to be liked and admired, but I think that I think that's human nature. But I also want my work and the results of my work and my level of empathy at work to be the reason why you think highly of me. Mm. So for this question, I, I prioritize the answer of like to get things done and to see results. And then I want my results to speak for itself. Yeah. Good job. Very, very on point. <laughs> Oof. Was there anything uh, in your results, ladies, that you disagreed with? Yeah, there's one part that I feel like I disagree with. I do think I'm pretty much the same at work and outside. But one thing they describe the I as is failure to evaluate problems realistically due to optimistic approach. I do think to some degree I live in fantasy land. But when it comes to work, maybe because it's my job as a producer and I work with directors and creators, it's like, hey, you might want this, but like, do you know how to get it? Like, I'm always like, mm. let's, I'm, I'm always like, the, I'm the executor. So if you're telling me you want me to get a flying monkey, I'm like, I'm not going to get that for you, dude. So if anything, I feel like I'm more <laughs> like when it comes to work, I'm actually more logical and careful. And you guys know this, too. When we present new ideas, I'm just like, mm, you guys, let's just think about it. What's the execution going to be? So when it comes to work, I'm more logical. Hmm. But everything else, I am not. That's the one thing I disagree with. How about you? I think for me, I was kind of surprised that I was so low on the influence side because I always thought I'd be more of the optimistic, persuasive sense of humor type than the S for steadiness, which is the steady, predictable, patient, and empathetic type. I mean, I think all of these, the D, I, S, C, they're all positive. Um, but it does help me to see that my maybe like empathetic bone is stronger than my influence bone. And I think it comes down to if there is a problem that comes up with differing opinions, I would approach it in a first, like, let's figure it out way. And that's my dominant side, followed by my compliant. Let's bring in the analytics and fact finder skills. OK, like, is that going to help us get to an answer? followed by the empathetic, trying to really understand what the other person's side is, knowing that we're sort of at a standstill. Um, and then I think influence would be last for me, which would be, um, in my eyes, kind of like making light of the situation and like, it's okay, let's just go with the flow-ish, which I don't think it's you, Mel, at all. So I don't think that is emblematic of like your influence, but that's the way that I perceive it. And that's like the last thing that I would do with like a problem that mm. we were trying to solve. Interesting. For mine, I think that we had already mentioned this, but the resistance to change as a characteristic, um, I, I could see how maybe er earlier, but I think because of the experiences that I've pushed myself through in life that that is no, that doesn't quite fit. Also, the, um, the quality of holding a grudge. I actually think I have a tendency to not like to hold grudges and to not have beef with anyone. Yeah, yeah, um, that's not like you. I think just generally because like I'm one of those people that believes very strongly that if I'm that holding a grudge is more harmful to me than the other person. So I generally like to like, I don't like conflict. And if there is conflict, I'd like to get over it and then just like move on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I think when I was looking through yours too, I was like, I don't think you are the yeah. type to hold a grudge. That's not part of your S. I think there was one part of this test that like kind of made my blood boil and I didn't think it would. And I'm curious what your answers are to this mm. one. So this, the question was the most accurate way to describe my approach to work is first answer. And this is multiple choice. First is plan your work and work your plan. Second is, how would you like for me to do this? So you asking someone how to do it. Third is, who will do this with me? And is there anyone to talk to while I work? The fourth is, get it done. What's next? That was, wait, that question made your blood boil? It did. Really? Yeah. It made me confused because I wasn't sure which one. <laughs> I wasn't sure which one to choose. So I feel like it depends on the project I'm working on. Mm. You know what I mean? 
Why did it make your blood boil? I think the the second and third one, the how would you like for me to do this and the who will do it with me and is there anyone to talk to while I'm at work? I'm assuming that this is like the general, like a generalization of their um, the, their characteristic at work, mm. right? So I think for me, I need to work with people who are autonomous in their work. I'm not a fan of people who ask for like a step-by-step plan on how to complete a project when they are fully equipped to take a stab at it or people who ask multiple questions without taking the time to do their own research because at the end of the day i think everyone is busy and it shows me that they don't have this mentality that everyone's in this together and everyone's got shit to do so honestly like that made me so like oh my god who would answer this way which now i don't know how you both answer that question but um it like made me really like oh i just i think it's because i've had a lot of experience working Mm -hmm. with people like that who would always message you and just be like hey how do you do this part hey how do you do this and i'm like dude like do you not understand that i also have a lot of shit on my plate or else i have to like stay late to help you when you could also just like figure this out yourself Mm -hmm. yeah i i think i can definitely see uh because of the work environment that you're in like those it's very clear that those are like not the best ways to work yeah Mm -hmm. um when i think back to uh, like when I was at or different companies that I've been, I could see how the working collaboratively, actually most of the projects that we would get are kind of like that. Like we would have a high level C person come in and be like, you four people do this thing. Yeah. And so usually in that setting, it's like the proper question is, okay, who am I working with? How are we going to get this mm, done? Yeah. So it is, it is very different, but I agree with the, um, how would you like me to do this? I think that as a general tip for our listeners, no matter what year or what you do, generally it's good to show some initiative Mm -hmm. and maybe in the beginning of your career it's good to be like how do you want me to do this right but overall like um it's good to have like an opinion yeah absolutely I think it's uh exactly what you're saying Jen it's not like if you're just starting off you have a bunch of questions like definitely ask those questions I think it's more like when you approach someone with a question be equipped to have an answer Mm -hmm. even if you don't know if that's the right answer at least you can show that you thought about it yeah rather than like uh i don't uh, help you know it's like well what have you tried it have you tried it now yourself (laughs) it's hard it's funny that you said this this is when i think i know we're opposites because i actually was leaning towards the two answers you said oh my god because but you also understand i work from i I, I only worked in creative Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so when i think of oh that's true i could see in a creative setting how to do this because when things are so abstract Mm. they're so after like well what do you want me to so you want me to do this? I'm like, okay. what? So I'm like, I get really confused for the answering question thing. But I will say, though, one thing I did, like, I get annoyed when, when, like, my brother asked me a bunch of things. I'm just like, dude, did you fucking Google this for asking yeah. me? I get annoyed. But I did learn from my last job, like, is that you should present different options as answers and be like, okay, there's a three different, there's are three different ways I want to do this. What, what way do you want me to do it? Yeah. Here are three options versus, like, how do you do this, period. Mm. Yeah. Um, but also it's good to clarify when you work in a creative space, a lot of shit is abstract. Like what, the, I'm sorry, what? Like I wasn't clear. Yeah. yeah. But for the team one, I, w- I chose that one because I worked in a photo team environment. So I would like be like, okay, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm on a photo shoot, I know these different, these three different people will come together and make a really good pro- like product mm. and we can have, we can have fun and talk at the same okay. time. Yeah. I think to what you were saying, Janet, completely depends on the industry. Cause I can yeah. also see if it's creative and abstract and you have a client who's just like, get this out, then there doesn't need to be a lot of like, okay, well let's put together an outline. Like what exactly, you have an example of what you want this to look like so we can recreate this with more, yeah. you know, creative direction. So I can totally see. I can understand that. Yeah. Like I said, you're in, you're like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Boiling a little less now. Lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. I just want to go over, um, you know, what are the strongest traits that we bring to ABG? So I kind of had this analogy because um, I read this book and I said that, like, I, I thought of a car. And when I think of Helen, I feel like you're the driver. You're on the driving seat driving us forward. And with you, our car is always moving. Then I think of, like, what I bring. I think I'm the one holding the map. 
saying because like, mm. I'm the why reminder. I was like, why are we doing this? I'm so bad. I'm, mm. I'm so big on influence. I'm, I'm always asking like, why do you think we should do something? Like whatever. Like what is the reasoning behind this? So it's like even though we're driving, I know like what direction we're going. Mm-hmm. I feel like in some ways, I always think of Janet as the peacemaker, and like you're the one always like you're pushing us even for, like forward, even like Carter too, because because I think Helen and I are actually like we're the opposites when it comes to working style. So in a lot of ways, I think if we weren't friends, we would probably butt heads a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think having Janet there as our peacemaker, it's like keeps us all leveled. Like you're the glue too. Mm. So I think of that. Maybe you're our gas. I, I was just going to say <laughs> the she's gas. Our gas. She's, She's gas. our gas. Yeah. So I think I was like tires. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like in, that's when I think about our working styles, even though a lot of people and ourselves that we realize that we could be really different. All three of us are needed for this drive, for this journey. Right. So when I think about like our different styles, it all comes together really well though. Yeah. Agreed. My I analogy. I agree. there is anything 2020 has taught us, it's to question the status quo. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers, you're paying for expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees. Mint Mobile was the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, and now they offer an unlimited data plan for just 30 bucks a month. Let that sink in. An unlimited plan for 30 bucks a month. That's definitely cheaper than my current plan. How much is your soon-to-be ex- wireless provider charging you. I really appreciate the effort they put into making the setup process easy and clear, and they have these short and sweet how-to videos that guide you through activating your service. All Mint Mobile plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not satisfied, Mint Mobile offers a 7-day money-back guarantee. To get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 30 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash abg. That's mintmobile.com slash abg. Cut your unlimited wireless bill to 30 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash abg. Sleep. We all love it and most of us probably want more of it. I know I do. I've been having trouble falling asleep at night and I feel extra groggy due to my lack of a good night's rest. I feel like the hours of sleep I've been getting have been diminishing too. Instead of sleep, I've been finding myself scrolling on Instagram or going down a rabbit hole of Zodiac videos on YouTube. It's been hard to turn off. Jay, I feel you. I find myself working later into the night than I've ever had before. But that's why we're so excited to partner with Calm, the app designed to help you ease stress and get the best sleep of your life. Calm has a whole library of programs designed for healthy sleep, like soundscapes, guided meditations, and over 100 sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Kelly Rowland and Laura Dern. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com abg. That's 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content is added every week. Get started today at calm.com abg. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot A-B-G. A quick PSA for our listeners out there. It's important to complete the 2020 census by September 30th, which is coming up in less than two weeks. If you, your friends, or your family members have not filled out your census yet, please make sure to do so before then. It takes less than 10 minutes to complete, and they will not ask you for citizenship status if that is of any concern. You can complete the census in three easy ways. Online, by mail, or by phone. Check out my2020census.gov. We know a lot of our listeners are ABGs and ABBs out there, and all of us collectively cast a wide net in terms of our social impact on the Asian and Pacific Islander communities. The census only happens once a decade. 
And in order for us to be seen, heard, and counted by our local governments, we need to fill out our census and help and encourage our parents, grandparents, and family members to fill out theirs too. Again, visit my2020census.gov to fill out yours today. And to throw a fun one in here, we took a BuzzFeed test about what career we should each have. We'll link the test in our show notes so you and your friends could take it too. This test provided a series of questions and then it told you kind of generally what profession you might uh, be uh, best matched for. So what do we think uh, each person got? Who should we guess for? Maybe we guess Mel. All right, guess me. For Mel, I was going to guess something like a wedding planner or an event planner. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. I was going to say a K-pop star. <gasps> oh, I can see that too. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure BuzzFeed's not going to have that as one of the answers. <laughs> I, I agree with the event planner thing. Because I think with events, you do have to have a level of dreaminess and how to put fantasy into reality. And I think you're, you're very good at that. This is why I'm so into Helen's wedding planning. I'm just like, so what are the updates? No, pretty much is, yeah. <laughs> She's my side wedding planner. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. K-pop star and wedding planner. I wish I had those results, to be honest. <laughs> I got vice president. Oh. Oh. And I was like, my first reaction was like, what? <laughs> so, no. What was, uh, can you read the description? All right. So the vice president says, you're a doer. You know how to get things done. You're half analytical, half big thinker, which is what makes you so valuable to any team. You love a good challenge and are excited by possibility. Go get him, Tiger, because at this point, you're pretty much unstoppable. Other occupations, engineer. <laughs> Whoa. You keep getting the engineer, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that is like a career that you should, you would do Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I came a full paper. I don't think I'd be an engineer. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> but I think if you were to like choose another like job, I think an event planner would actually fall into this too. Like mm. a wedding planner. Because like big picture thinking yeah. and like analytical of talking to the vendors about like negotiating prices. I don't know. But... I honestly disagreed with this. I was like, what? I don't understand this one. Should we guess Helen? Sure. So for Helen, I actually, I guessed athlete. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Or something like, something like that. Like physical, hard work, um, high standards. That's a good guess. I was actually thinking about that too. But then after I saw my, my result, I was like, this is actually Helen. Like she's the oh, vice, vice president. president. Type. Because I also think you're very vocal as that you're a doer. You're actually really personable. Cause you have to go on, like, you know, the campaign trails and shit. <laughs> campaign trails. Oh, I was thinking vice president of like a company. Oh, I was thinking like actual, like in politics. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was oh. like, there's no way I could be that person. But so, yeah, I think she's really personable. Like if she's like meeting like pe- like families and babies. She'll be like really like easy to get to know and not afraid of a challenge. And I said, I could see you dominating debates. Mm, really? Like, yeah. I'd be like, I think once you're like charged and heated, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. let me, let yeah. me go at it. Yeah, yeah, the snaps yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing is like, I put entrepreneur. Mm. I actually, oh, yeah, yeah. you only fit that, that role. And I said, I think growth excites you in general. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I actually got the vice president. Oh, you guys got the same? Yeah. <laughs> what the, why do we always get the same result? I know. It's so crazy. But yeah, I think. I can't at first I thought it was vice president of the United States too and a part of me was like what is the difference between the vice president and the president like in terms mm. of you know why am I just a vice <laughs> that's but, the athlete in her talk yeah right <laughs> um but yeah that good job 
Um, I did take this twice, though, because there were some questions that I was like, oh, I feel like I want to pick the other one. So, for example, one of the questions was like, what would you do with your, with your tax return? My first answer was invested, which is actually what I do, or take an exotic vacation. So I wow, changed it to like total yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exotic vacation. Dinner guests, I said Beyonce first and then Dalai Lama second. What best describes you? I said determined. And I changed that to adventurous because I think I'm also very adventurous. And then pick a genre. At first I said comedy and I changed it to drama. So when I did that, I got the astronaut, which is kind of like an athlete. Oh, interesting. Really? An astronaut is an explorer. You're curious about the world around you and the way it looks. You look at things closely and often with a different perspective than everyone else. You're quite unique. Lucky you. Other occupations include researcher and teacher. So I feel like the mix of like the vice president and the astronaut mm. is like a, a good depiction also of who I am, not vice president of the United States. <laughs> I can see you like, shaking hands and kissing babies. <laughs> All right. How about for Janet? All right. So I got creative with this one. Okay. Because um, I was actually like, so on the BuzzFeed quiz, you go down to comments, there's other like descriptions, but I was like, I think my answer is better, but let me just give you my other answer. So there's two answers. The BuzzFeed um, answer, I would say she's a humanitarian. Mm. That's so Janet. Like, she's a peacemaker. Yes. She's about empathy, about, like, compassion, about individuals. doesn't matter. Like, all the I said the same are. thing. Yep. I said, a, like, a peace ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... Something... That sounds about Janet. Yeah. But for my creative... Oh, like, Dalai Lama's sidekick. Oh. Dalai Lama's sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a superhero. Uh, <laughs> superhero. But for, like, my fun one, I actually thought of an art museum curator. Oh. Oh. Yeah, because I thought of Charlotte from Sex and the City. Yeah. It's just like, she may not be the artist, but she'll probably dabble it for fun. But she's really aware of what's like what's popular, what to like, what to, you know, what to fill up in the museum, have these events. And it's actually really fun and exciting. Yeah. You know? mm. And then she would also curate the space because I know you like space and yes. lighting and it gives you good energy. And yeah. art museums always have very good environments. Wow. Yeah. Actually, That's I like really that good. a lot. Yeah. 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 Art, art museum curator. curator. Yeah. I think in, in some random, like, way I have kind of thought about that yeah. um, when I was in New York for a period and I, I met some people that did work at um, oh. at galleries and stuff and that their job was kind of curation so that's just scream Janet like, yeah it like, does. I, was like, Dude. I love it <laughs> a peace ambassador selling art wow yo wow those that sounds amazing um, what I actually got was the professor <laughs> what so I was actually I think it might have been really close to when you were going through your answers Helen a lot of those were similar to mine Mm. like the drama the investing and Mm. and that kind of thing so um, it might have been only a couple questions off but the professor it says the professor is described as um, you are a thinker in constant search of knowledge and answers to life's most elusive questions Mm. you love to analyze everything testing out theories and pushing mental boundaries basically you're an Einstein but then again you probably already knew that I don't agree with that part, but, <laughs> but I would say like um, from for a very like all of my life I've been someone who loves like philosophizing and is having conversations. It is a word, <laughs> I think. Damn, Philosophi- I don't know philosophizing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, yeah, like like talking about kind of like life's meaning and those types yeah, of yeah, conversations, yeah. right? Like I do, I do like that a lot. Um, and when it says pushing mental boundaries, I think I have always uh, since a young age been someone who liked to push myself mentally. Mm. So I would like trying to major in math and that kind of a thing. Um, so I could see, I could see to some degree, yeah, but yeah. I, I like the humanitarian and art curator better. Well, <laughs> I like that one more too. Because technically, <laughs> if you're an art curator, you have to understand the history and the work. So you have, you're probably oh, maybe I'm a professor people. of art history <gasps> that oh. owns her own freaking museum. Yeah. And then, and then does humanitarian work. And I yeah. help her do the, the event. <laughs> I help her yeah. do events as the event planner. And you have your, like, you meet like babies there or something. <laughs> 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 we'll host your event. 
she's gonna plan your event in my space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> and then a Dolly freaking llama is gonna be yeah. there. Yeah, yo, we just put it all together. <laughs> Let's uh, make that happen. ABG 2020. There you go. 22. That's so soon. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today as we reviewed our career strengths and weaknesses. We hope our discussion will inspire you to spend some time thinking about your own skills, values, and preferences. Work is such a big part of our lives, so we encourage you to be thoughtful about your career choices. And remember that it's okay to change. And also, it's okay if you change along the way. If you end up taking any of these tests, let us know. We have some partnerships that we want to share with you all. Better help for the help that we've been getting to get us through these rough few months. Ritual for our daily dose of vitamins and daily harvest for some truly delicious delivered to your door meals. The links and codes you can use for a discount can be found in our show notes. For more partnership discounts, head to our website. You can find us on all the podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a rating and review at Asian Boss Girl. And if you'd like to support us through monthly donations, thank you so much for those who have already donated. You can do so at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support. We are also very active on social. Our handle is at asianbossgirl. If you end up taking one of these tests, which we'll mention in our Instagram posts, comment your results in the post or screen cap the podcast, tag us with your results, and we may reshare on our IG story. Also find us on YouTube where we have started posting some videos. Subscribe at Asian Boss Girl. And thank you so much to our talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. Catch us on the next episode. Bye. Bye.